Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Bottom Bins podcast. My name's Connor Richards here with both of my co-hosts, Oren Dara and Connor Dorman. How are we boys? I'm all good, Connor. How are you? Can't complain. Very Connor. good, lad. United win, so all good. Always happy. <laughs> Always happy when United are in the win column. Yeah. Um, we are three journalism students, master's journalism, master's journalism students of Ulster University in Coleraine. We are massive football enthusiasts. Um, you can find us normally in the canteen in Coleraine, yeah. with talking our <laughs> with our paninis, talking <laughs> dross about football. And we just thought, you know what, may as well get some exposure out there get a podcast started and, and really just see how we get on from there. So, yeah, that's us. Boys, anything else to add to that? Or? Yeah, well, we just we decided to do this podcast because we always talk our football opinions to each other. And uh, as journalism students, we need to be comfortable in front of a camera and behind a microphone. So this helps us do both. Yeah, I was just excited to start it and think it'd be a good crack. Hopefully yeah, definitely. Talk about football. Well, so we hope anybody that's listening, we, we do hope you enjoy. So we're going to start with game one of the weekend then. Well, to us three Man United supporters, it's the only game this weekend. <laughs> um, Manchester United faced West Ham United yesterday in the Premier League. It was at Old Trafford, sellout crowd. What's the general thoughts, boys? How are we feeling after that? I'm buzzing, to be honest. Man United win, it's always good. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good win. West Ham, always a difficult opponent. I think it seems something that was like the last four times at home we've beat them has been 1-0. So it's yeah. always tight, tight affair. Um, but it was edgy at the end, or end of the game, boys. Like it Oh, was, definitely. But oh. look, Eric Den Hag's building something. We can see that as fans, and hopefully general football fans can see that themselves. Yeah. Um, there just seems to be a different mentality at United at the minute. I, it doesn't look like teams want to face United at the minute, and that's... That hasn't happened in years, boys. Well, Old Trafford, you can say, is definitely... It has the fortress feeling coming back again. Um, I think, boys, if we look through United's team yesterday, 1-11, to a number of standout performers yeah. that have really been performing these last number of weeks. I'm going to key in on a couple, a couple of boys here, um, and I want to get your opinions here, lads. Number one, first person that I want to talk about here, hasn't made the provisional 55-man squad for the Spanish team at the World Cup. And that's David De Gea. Yeah. What's your take on that, lads? Oh, it's just ridiculous. Like, um, top keeper. He's been Spanish keeper for years. And just the manager just hasn't taken a liking to him. Um, yeah. I've seen great improvements in De Gea this year, especially coming out of the area. Seen yesterday. I think it was Ben Rama nearly got in. Yeah. But he was out. He was ready to go. Because previously... Exactly. It'd been a bit... Previously, I was Ben Rama's ball. Yeah. All day. And he and was in. Know that. He got in behind... Um, I think it was Harry Maguire but he got in behind and he had a good chance but Shocker. De Gea De Gea has um, this is, here lads shot stopping ability can never be questioned yeah. he's one of the best I think in the world Yeah, it's just you know his passing which has been a great improvement as well yeah. and it's just coming out for the crossing as yeah. well yeah. but at the same time you know he's not coming out so then boys know that so sometimes it's not a bad thing they can just yeah. you know, he's not going to get confused because I think it was there's other games during the week. I think it was a Tottenham game where the goalkeeper came out and just the Bournemouth keeper and he just didn't get it. Yeah. But then somebody kind of left it. That can happen. So. Yeah. Look, I, I don't understand it personally. Um, over the last three and a half years, I'll be the first to admit I criticised De Gea massively. I thought he was the first person I wanted out of Manchester United. And it wasn't for his shot stopping ability, like mm-hmm. you said, but as an overall goalkeeper, I just didn't think he was good enough yeah. for Man United. Mm-hmm. But... 
I've definitely changed my opinion this season. Um, Eric Ten Hag's obviously done something with him. The goalkeeping co- coach has done something with him. He's, uh, as you said, his distribution's better. He's coming out for the ball. We never seen that. Yeah. I still think he lacks coming out for crosses, especially corners and stuff like that. Um, I'm not one to judge De Gea anymore. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. he's fantastic. Um, but for 55 man provisional squad, nice. he's picked Kepa, David Rea of Brentford and Robert Sanchez of Brighton ahead of De Gea. I'm not too sure who the other two goalkeepers, but I'm pretty sure there's five it's, goalkeepers. Uh, it's Unai Simon of, yeah. of Athletic Club is one of them. Yeah. And look, he's a fantastic goalkeeper. Yeah. He has played a lot of football for Spain recently. Yeah. Very, very good goalkeeper. He's actually one of the names being linked to Man United, United at the minute. Yeah. Um, in lieu, in case De Gea doesn't get the yeah. contract renewal. Which, in my opinion, look... I think if anybody deserves a contract at the club, it's De Gea. Yeah. He's, he stayed loyal. Yes, okay, we had the, the broken the fax machine. The broken fax machine, yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, he has stayed loyal to Man United. He's, he's openly come out now and said that if he could retire at Man United, he would. And look, I can think of, an, of a, a few great goalkeepers that retired at Manchester United, Edwin van der Sar being one of them. Yeah. And look, by no means am I saying that De Gea and van der Sar are, are, are up there with one another. Oh, well, they, they definitely but, are. Well, they look, to be. They have to be. I think ultimately trophies would, would weigh in favour of, of yeah. van der Sar, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of goalkeeping ability, I, I think they're pretty much much of a muchness, really. Well, yeah. You know, you, you'd be happy to take either or. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Just one last point about De Gea. I think he's a good leader as well. Yeah. Like yeah. even when we were losing last year, he was the first one out. First one in the interviews. Interviews. Yeah. So and he loves the club and he's played so many games for us and I I, I just I love him as a keeper. Well, it seems we're all in agreement. He should be in that fifty-five man squad. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's move on. Let's go to Marcus Rashford. One hundred goals from the Centurion. The, the Centurion. Centurion from Manchester United. Apologies, Marcus Rashford. <laughs> What do we think, boys? What a goal last night. By the way, Ericsson, what a cross. Yeah. Look, you, you've known for a long time. Marcus Rashford is my favourite footballer yeah. on the planet. I, I I love everything that man does. Yeah. I was so, so happy for him. Um, When he got the two goals again, Liverpool... Or sorry, sorry, no, when he got the goal again, yeah. Liverpool, and then yeah. the two goals again, Arsenal. Yeah. I, I was just over the moon for Rashford. I think he had his, really did have his critics, and deservedly so, mm-hmm. last season. The performances just weren't good enough on yeah. the pitch. And he said it in an interview um, after the game last night. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he opened up a little bit about his mental health struggles. Marcus Rashford is, is a, a strange individual footballer to look at. Marcus Rashford is in the public domain more than most footballers. He is charitable. He has worked with the government. He has worked against the government. He he is not just... A, he's more than a footballer, is basically what I'm trying to say. And a lot of people had the opinion that last season, maybe those off-the-pitch actions distracted from his on-the-pitch actions. But I'm just glad to see that he's got a manager that believes in him, who was so excited to work with him. We had those links with PSG over the summer, and Ten Hag shut them down straight away. He was like, no, Marcus Rashford is the striker that I want to work with. And I find it interesting that he named him striker as opposed mm. to, to, to winger. Yeah. Um, I'm just delighted for Rashford at the minute. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. glad to see him back on scoring form, back in assistant form. Yeah. And again, I think it, it would be incredibly harsh to leave Rashford out of a World Cup squad. Well, look, I've got a stat here in front of me. Marcus Rashford, 100 goals and 60 assists in 318 Man United appearances. That's, an, that's a goal contribution every 0.7 games. That's unheard of. Especially for the form last season, boys. 
That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Rashford has had lulls in his in his career at United mm-hmm. and has gone big periods without scoring or contributing. Mm-hmm. But the one thing you would say is when Rashford gets going yeah. and puts a run of form together, I don't think there's many wingers, strikers, forwards, whatever you want to name them as, I don't think there's many better in the league, to be honest. He has attributes that a lot of top, top players in modern day football have. He is electric, he's rapid. Mm-hmm. He has the skills as well. You know, it wasn't too long ago that he was elastic going around people, yeah. rouletting people. And the one thing he has that I think a lot of strikers lack today in modern football, wicked shot power. Yeah. yeah. That man can hit a ball harder yeah. than, than most. Yeah. I think uh, the point you're making as well about Ten Hag, the confidence, because when Marcus Rashford is confident, as you say, he's an unbelievable player. Yeah. But as he said, uh, in an interview yesterday, he says that's the biggest difference for the last season. Often wasn't in the right headspace. So if he gets in the right headspace, confidence going, he's, probably, he's one of our. He's probably our best attacker. Oh, yeah, I know Ronaldo's there. Yeah, but I do. I, I think Rashford is different. is yeah. the man. And uh, I know that during the summer you were saying as well, PSG were in hundred million. I think it was a bit less maybe. Um, some fans were thinking maybe we should take it. But as we've seen as United supporters, having the money doesn't mean you're going to replace that because we have had some poor signings over the years. Absolutely. So, you know, well, i got to be honest, whenever that offer came in or the reported offer came in, I said, get him out. I, should I, go. I, I thought we should have took the money. I, and I'll be the first to admit yeah. that. I, I see your I'm point there. Definitely. But I'm definitely glad we didn't. You know, it's, especially today's age, like Anthony went mm. for about 80 million yeah. there. Like, Rashford's a young player. He's come through the U setup. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, he's a very good player. And he just needs the confidence and mm-hmm. Ten Hag hopefully can take him on to the next level because previously with United as well you have to think changing into the managers and different situations like that but hopefully he can kick on from here and yeah. be a top player. Well look, let's talk about West Ham. Yeah. What's going on? David Moyes, is there something wrong here? Let's look at last season. At this stage of the season, last season they had 23 points in comparison to this season where they've only 14. Look, they yeah. played well yesterday at Old Trafford. They did. Yeah. I, but what's going on? I found West Ham yesterday a bit one-dimensional. They kind of just right. crossing the ball, looking. The, they're just looking set pieces. Ben Rama has been very good for them this year. I've seen a stat as well. David Hoyes has never won an away game at Man United, mm-hmm. and that's sixteen games. He he does struggle against the big teams. Yeah. Uh, they've definitely not a, has been been as good recently. I was like, it's it's tough to know uh, what's really going on. Uh, they brought in that new striker. Um, Skimaka. Skimaka, yeah. yeah. I thought he was he was very it wasn't quiet a great yesterday, you know, he, yeah. he was he wasn't great, but yeah. you would be if you were marked by the butcher. <laughs> yeah. No, the butcher was no, fantastic. That's the thing as well about Man United. I think West Ham they played okay, but yeah. defensively Man United were superb. Yeah. You know, you had players like Dallow, Martinez. What a step up from Dallow this season, uh, by the way, boys. Sorry, just honourable mention to the the transformation of Luke Shaw's yeah. career. Fantastic. Where did that come from? Well, World Cup's coming up. That's where that's it came from. See, put, put himself in the shop window. Yeah, that, that's the thing with Luke Shaw as well. The year of the Euros, he was unbelievable. Phenomenal. So I do not know what happened. He's dipped, but he's back. Yeah. And uh, maybe it's a competition. Maybe, well, let's hope so. You know, Malassi is a good Malassi wee player. Good. Let's, let's hope it is a competition. Can I, can I say one thing just on West Ham? Go for it. So a couple of years ago, West Ham were such a threat mm-hmm. in the opposition box. And you look at the height 
of of the West Ham players. You've you know Suchak, Declan Rice, yeah, Craig Skimaka Dawson, himself. Skimaka, yeah. uh, massive. Even and look, I know Antonio's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's always a danger. Zuma as well, yeah. Zuma too, always dangerous from from set pieces. Mm-hmm. Their delivery yesterday was abysmal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. abysmal. They don't. I. I I've heard for years people rave and, and rant about Jared Bowen. And look, Jared Bowen is a good footballer. He is a good footballer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, people say, oh, about Bowen should be in the England squad. Bowen's this and Bowen's that. Like, I think Bowen's a competent Premier League footballer. Yeah. But he's not the creative spark that West Ham need. Paqueta's come in, hasn't really looked like he's going to kick them yeah. on any. And yes, it's absolutely early days. He needs time to settle because he is a talent, I believe. Mm-hmm. But they need to get firing quickly, or they could really, really find themselves in trouble mm-hmm. very, very quickly. Well, Jared Bowen, he was picked in the last England squad by Gareth Southgate. Will he be picked for the World Cup? I could see him being in the 55-man provisional squad. Yeah. Whether he goes to the World Cup or not, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think he's good enough to to be in a World Cup yeah. squad. Like, if you're in the tunnel and you're Brazil, and you're facing England, and you look across, and you know you, you see Neymar on the back of the jersey, um, <laughs> you see Anthony on the back of the jersey, Casemiro, Thiago Silva, yeah. you know, proper winners, yeah. and, and, and some of the world's best. And if I'm come out and I'm saying Mason Mount and Jared Bowen, I just don't know. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, no. I do no, think West Ham, though, is they did, they've kind of overachieved. So the last, I think the last two years are in European football again this year, Europa League, which is difficult as well. You know, with the big squad, it's okay for Man United maybe, but West Ham, uh, I think they have overachieved. But uh, I think that I think they will improve throughout the season, as you said. Bacada, they got, uh, they got that new, the new player yesterday. Was it what you Downs or uh, uh, Downs? Downs yeah, yeah, he was playing. Uh, you know, Samaka. So I think West Ham can improve, uh, but we'll have to just wait and see. Well, look, they've got. As you say, they're in the Conference League. Yeah. I don't see a reason why West Ham shouldn't compete for that trophy. Well, I I think it comes down to what they're doing in the league, Yeah, to be honest. Look, nobody wants to play on a Thursday night. Yeah. No No matter what European competition (laughs) it is, nobody wants to play on a Thursday night. Well, you say that. That's just as Man United fans were saying that. I'd say West Ham, being in Europe the last three years... That's fantastic. No, that's, oh, no, no. Look, sorry, I don't mean it. I don't you mean, mean it you as mean in, in the player aspect. I, I mean as in the player oh, aspect. Yes, of course. No of player course. wants to play on a Thursday and then play on a Sunday. Yes. It's too short of a rest. Yeah. Especially if you're coming home, say, the Thursday night or the Friday morning. Yeah. You're training on the, or maybe the Friday night, the Saturday morning, then having to play a match on the and Sunday. Yeah, especially with the World Cup yeah. as well. Yeah. There's been so many games. It's yeah. just so constant. So, Do you want to move on to the Arsenal and Forest game? Yeah. So we're talking... Top of the table, bottom of the table. Arsenal face star display. Connor, what do you think? <laughs> it pains me to say this. <laughs> Arsenal are a good side. Are they the real deal? Uh, look, look at who they've beaten this season. Yeah. They've beaten Liverpool. Yeah. And I and, and I don't care what anybody says. Look, yes, Liverpool are in bad form. If you beat a side like Liverpool, you can't you can't not be legitimate. You can't not be. You, like they are. A top, top, top side. Now, the only thing I would say about Arsenal is they have a severe lack of depth. Mm. And I think later on in the season that's maybe going to hurt them a bit. Now, 
are they legitimate title contenders? After 13 games, you probably have to say so, yeah. But 13 games isn't enough to judge a team by. Once we're in the 19th, the 20th, yeah. the 21st sort of games yeah. of the Premier League, when you know injuries start to crop up That's it. and things maybe don't go their way, refereeing decisions don't go their mm -hmm. way, will they be the same side? Because look, ultimately they're competing with Manchester City this season. It's as simple as that. And Man City are so far and away the best team in Europe. It's hard to compete on that front. Mm -hmm. yeah. But... Arsenal are doing it, and they're a good side. They play good, attractive football. I think Arteta is a fantastic coach. Mm -hmm. A lot of people call for his head. Yeah. You know, this time last year, you know, like you need to give managers time. Definitely. Give them time. Let them implement their philosophy. Let them pick their best eleven. Mm -hmm. Let them get the transfers in that they need. This is why I think Man United need to take the Arsenal blueprint yeah. mm -hmm. and do the exact same thing. It's especially with the young players as well. There's so many young players uh, in the squad. You know, Saka, 23, mm -hmm. Martinelli, 22. Jesus is only 25. Yeah. You know, Reese Nelson came on there yesterday. Reese exactly. Nelson, come on. You know, and Reese, like, sorry, Reese Nelson, that was a guy that was were last season in the Eredivisie. Mm -hmm. I know. Who expected that? Who expected him to come on and get two but goals and an assist? Change the game. They're just, they're just on a run of form and they're just so confident. Yeah. As you say, if they start picking up injuries or things start to go wrong, drop points, then that's where, yeah. that's where we always question Arsenal because last year when they went for the top four, Mm -hmm. they, they crumbled let's be honest lads they had it in their hands you know they dropped the, the funny thing was they lost to like Brighton at home Southampton and then they went and they beat like Chelsea West Ham mm -hmm. yeah they beat Chelsea 3-0 yeah. away if, and, I, if I can remember yeah. right like. and then they went then they lost to Spurs and just collapsed and they still had it in their own hands Newcastle I know it's a tough game especially mm -hmm. Newcastle very good this season yeah. but they collapsed and I think it was the experience uh, but well tell me this Connor. Yeah. World Cup's coming up yeah, all these players are playing probably three games a week. At the top clubs, are playing three games a week. Yeah. This World Cup's coming up. They have no real rest. They're back at Boxing Day games. Arsenal, are they one or two injuries away from collapsing again, do you think? I don't think they would collapse. I, th I do think, I actually, I just said, I think, I know it's not even that crazy, they're top of the league, but I think definitely they're getting top four. Mm -hmm. Because I think they're just such a good young squad, good manager, but I don't think title. Not a chance. I, I think uh, Man City, far and away, I think Liverpool being off it this year makes Arsenal stand out a bit more. Yeah, agreed. You know, really, it's kind of like only a third of the season in. Like I, the only thing about Arsenal as well is they've been getting the results, but I know they beat Liverpool and that's a good result. But I seen them against Southampton, and they should have had them away first half, and they kind of just you just knew they were going to yeah. drop points there. Well, like with City, they just kill teams off. Yeah. So that that will be it too. I th I do think definitely top four. Well, look, we've went from the top of the league. Let's go to the bottom. Our Forest legitimate contenders to go down this season 100% yeah I think they have to be I, they're one of the worst teams I've seen this season to yeah. be honest they don't create enough they don't score enough goals I know they beat Liverpool last week mm -hmm. but Liverpool were awful mm -hmm. and uh, and it seems as though anybody can pick yeah. up points at Liverpool thought, at the minute I thought yeah. and Van Dijk could have had a hat-trick last week mm -hmm. uh, even from set pieces Arsenal they're not going to be judged in this game because Arsenal away for any any opponent is a tough game yeah. it's going to be the you know the the teams around them, but I do think I think the signings as well. Twenty two new place, signings. Twenty two new signings, which is you, you would think Forrest were playing FIFA career mode. I know. Exactly. And the funny thing was, how does a team yeah. gel? Oh. Twenty two new signings. The thing about it was that's two full squads. I know. The reason though I think that it that make that much signings was because there's so many players on loan. Yes. 
the previous season, and I think it was kind of like a shock yeah. that they went up because they oh, were, oh, they, they, they were near the bottom. They were near the bottom. They were near the bottom of the league yeah. at the start, yeah. and then suddenly they started picking up form. On their that was when Cooper came in. What? And speaking of Cooper, new five-year contract mm-hmm. was it the right decision, Connor? I like it. I like the clubs are now back in managers. Yeah. I, I really, really do. I think. In my head, I think Forrest have maybe already resigned themselves to knowing that they're going down. Yes, we're only a third in. There's still plenty of points to be played for. But I imagine that they went on this spending spree. They have thought to themselves, right, well, if we go down, there are a number of sellable assets here that we can recoup some money from. And we're still going to have the guts of a really strong squad to go into the championship Mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. I think they've already resigned themselves to going down. Okay. And I think they've backed Cooper because they believe Cooper's the man to take them back down to the championship, bring them straight back up again. And then they can look at yeah. that window in two years' time and go, okay, this is where we start to establish ourselves. We're going to try and keep ourselves in the in the Premier League. But I would say, if, as for this season, you can't sign 22 players and expect them to come in and keep you, you in know, the Premiership. It, it felt like it came too early for them to go up. Far too early. But then you just have to... You just have to go up, you know. Well, look, I seen something this morning. Bryce Samba, he saved three penalties in the semi-final yeah. of the playoff last year. Yeah. Kept a clean sheet in the playoff final. He left Forest, and he's went to Lens, RC Lens in the league. In his first ten games, he's kept seven clean sheets, and they're second in the league. Yeah. Was that a mistake? Look, Dean Henderson's went in. He, he's been good in spells, but he hasn't been consistent. I think that was out of their hands, though. I think he said, "I'm away. like he didn't want yeah. to stay," and there's nothing you can do. He yeah. wanted to go back. Uh, they've got Dean Henderson in, who's boys. Well, I'm not gonna lie, I love the hair, but when he came in, I was like, "Okay, maybe he's gonna come for yeah. the cross this as the it. passing." But I was actually very disappointed in him. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he was gonna be. I thought he was gonna be a better player, but I don't. With Forrest, I don't think it's Dean Henderson's fault, but. I think Sam would just wander away. Yeah. So there's nothing you can do. So you're both in agreement. Forest likely to go down. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. Yeah. If Forest don't finish slap bang bottom of the Premier League, I'd be shocked too. Yeah, there's a there's. Yeah, I'd be very shocked. Uh, moving on, um, Manchester City versus Leicester. Richie, what do you think? City have looked so so good in recent weeks. Yeah. You know, they were gonna have a game where they were gonna have to grind out a result. Yeah. Leicester was that game. Yeah. Leicester really controlled the game. I was shocked at how well Leicester controlled mm. the game, to be honest. Mollison was phenomenal. Phenomenal. And he has been this year. Yeah. But when you have a player <laughs> like Kevin De Bruyne, a match winner anything can happen yeah. and, and, he, and he just showed it his it, you know his class is what a goal boys. Oh, just, just impeccable impeccable a great great player yeah. who strapped his team on his back and said you know what I'll carry us to the three points today and yeah. that's exactly what he did Yeah. well Connor, what do you think Kevin De Bruyne as, is he the greatest Premier League midfielder ever that's a great question lads uh he has to be in the debate, surely. He's definitely in the debate already. Well, who would we say is in the debate? De Bruyne, Scholes, Gerrard, Lampard. Yeah. I think you could well, also... You could say Keane Vieira. Yeah. Is it you going attacking? There's plenty. Or? Well, let's let's go by stats, okay? Yeah. So, I have De Bruyne has 222 appearances in the Premier League. He has 60 goals and 95 assists. Scholes, 499 appearances, 107 goals and 55 assists. 
Gerrard, 504 appearances, 120 goals and 92 assists. And Lampard, 609 appearances, 177 goals and 102 assists. Look, stats aren't everything. We know that. Yeah. But surely De Bruyne is up there, boys. I think if we're talking about the eye test, you know, passing the eye test, yeah. you know, Scholes and De Bruyne are, are probably the top two on that list. Yeah. And look, I'm not just saying that as a Man United fan, but like Scholes and De Bruyne can play passes that, that other people just A, weren't seeing, mm-hmm. yeah. and B, can't, just can't execute. Can't execute, yeah. They're in a class of their own in terms of passing ability. And look, I know Gerard and Lampard could ping 40-yard balls across the pitch and make it look like it was the easiest thing on the planet, but... There was just something about Scholes and De Bruyne, the, the way they do it. In terms of a goal-scoring midfielder, I mean, is he as good a goal-scorer as Lampard? Uh, I don't know. I think Lampard it sort of holds that that trophy up quite highly. He, he was the, the ultimate goal-getting midfielder. Yeah. I think yeah. what he, there, there, was, there was a season where he finished with over 20 Premier League goals, or consecutive seasons where he no, finished. It's just he was scoring twenty goals. Yeah, I think it was like something like five or six years in a row. Yeah, like like that's yeah. th- that's a midfielder. That man was playing centre mid. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he a, was very in a four four two. But he was very attacking. He was always in the box. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I like Gerard. I know, I don't like him because I'm a United <laughs> fan. But uh, as a player, just all around, I just thought he was unbelievable because it was just like both going forward and defensively. People underrate how good, especially like even that like his last few years, played that CDM role and that title mm-hmm. when a team ended the passing and all he could do. I just felt like. Lampard was just in a far better team. De Bruyne is in a far better team. Like, Gerard kind of had to do it. I know Skull's unbelievable player, but he was in a great team as well. What Gerard had to do, Fad Liverpool side, was just like incredible. He had to kind of carry it. Like, he did, yeah. You know, yeah. Even if you look at the, the year, the, they nearly won the league as well. It was 9 or something. No, the 9 one, I think it was United. They went head to head the slip. <laughs> Can't forget the slip. <laughs> uh, the 9 one, he was unbelievable with Torres and then Suarez and then. He had Xavi Alonso there at one point. They were like one of the best midfields in the league. Yeah. He lost him. I just think if Gerard played in a team like Man City, or he definitely have got more goals, more assists. But De Bruyne definitely up there, boys. He has to yeah. be. Like if we're ta- if we're just you know using those four as the case study, yeah. yeah. Like De Bruyne's numbers are fairly similar in a lot less games. Yeah. I know that is. That's He's playing himself into the conversation. Definitely. Yeah, look, when all's said and done and Kevin De Bruyne either retires at Man City or decides yeah. I'm going to move on to something to something else, new challenge. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any way you can't look at him as, as in that, that top bracket of, of Premier League midfielders. Yeah. And look, the amount of titles he'll have as well. Exactly. And look, generations define. You know, obviously people in our generation are going to focus on the likes of Scholes, the older Lampard, generation. Gerard, yeah. exactly. And it's easier to, because in my opinion, Fernandinho was one of the best. Holding my fingers, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, absolutely, unbelievable, absolutely. You know, but I, I think these boys are now starting to creep into the conversation. Yeah. You know, I've heard David Silva's name mentioned quite a few mm-hmm. times in recent years for that sort of greatest midfielder yes. conversation. His stats are great too. Same as you know, yeah, yeah, Toure. You know, yeah. guys like that there, and I'm glad that these boys are being talked about because you know we're they very, it. we're very lucky. You know, we have been blessed with some of the some of the players yeah. that we get. Bruno, to watch. boys, Bruno. Um, <laughs> Um, no, maybe, maybe up there, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> if you know, if he could keep the ball, that would be nice. <laughs> well, look, City won one 0 Yeah, Brendan Rodgers. That's another loss for Leicester. What do we think is going to happen there? I don't think they're going to sack no, him. No, I think they'll keep him on. What he had done the previous years as well. FA Cup, Community should, Shield. How they, there's one of them years they should have definitely got in the Champions League. Yeah, I know. I don't know Probably two didn't. years they should yeah, have definitely got the Champions League. Year, um, United we, caught them. Yeah, we spoiled yeah. the party. Yeah, we spoiled the party, which was 
he just went on absolute terror. But uh, no, they'll definitely not sack him because they they picked up a few points there previously. That's City's tough game. I thought City weren't that great, lads. Like to be honest, they still mm-hmm. I know they're missing Holland, uh, but I thought the last like twenty minutes. I seen Pep said the Madison or what happened in the first seventy five because the last mm-hmm. fifteen he was just unbelievable. Yeah, you know. And Leicester just have they actually have a very good squad. Telemans, uh, Madison, Vardy, yeah. you know, minus the forward line. Yeah, Dak, Dak, uh, he's okay. Like yeah. you know, Harvey Barnes, Barnes isn't good enough. Barnes, do you not think so? No, I watched that game the other day and I thought Barnes was taking that, far too many shots. Yeah. Barnes, Barnes can turn it on when he wants and, to. Oh, though. don't get me wrong. I I'd agree can, with you, but I would say Jarrod Bowen could do the exact same. But thing. I agree with you. Ah, yeah, okay. With Barnes, it's the distribution. Yeah, he doesn't look up. He needs to pass. Yeah. There was, there was opportunities yeah, to get it in the box. Yeah, 100%. Look, Dak is not clinical enough. No. Vardy's past his best, long past his best. Yeah, not true. Vardy maybe should have thought about in the summer because he's, right. he's just past it, to be yeah. honest. He, he just doesn't look but the Le- same player. Leicester will be fine, though. They'll definitely stay up. I just... Think so? See, oh, chance they'll go down. Well, Rodgers has a 45.9 win percentage. Yeah. And is that more than any other Leicester manager? It's well, yeah, that 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 was he, he has the highest win percentage of any uh Leicester manager in the Premier League era, I think. That's a stat in Lamont itself. And you need to remember that one of the managers in the Premier League era won, won the, Premier, the League. Premier League. The thing um as well is Danny Ward was definitely the most dodgy player in that team, but he seems to have improved. He kept I think it was three clean sheets in a row. Fair play to him. And he was thrown in the game, deep end. Oh yeah, thrown in the game, deep end. Yeah, Fair play to game, him. Oh, my uh, fantasy loved him. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll be talking said, about that he, later. He sat on, on my bench. It was great. Uh, no, but Danny Ward is impressed, and the new signing, the new centre back, uh, Fias. Fias. He has been. Yeah, been I don't know much about player. him, boys. I'm no, not going to lie. I watched the game at the weekend, and he's very impressive. Mm. He's kind of like a Fofana. You know, he was just plucked from a random team. Yeah, like as Roger and said. And it turns out he was good. Yeah, as Roger said, they were lucky, lucky not to at least get a point out of that. Yeah. I thought I thought they were, I know City dominated possession. They're going to do that against every team. But I think I think Leicester, they'll, they'll definitely not be in the relegation battle. Well, let's get a final verdict. Should Rodgers be sacked, yes or no, Richie? No. no. Connor, and I don't think so either. For what he's done for the club. Yes. FA Cup, Community Shield. He speaks for himself. Yeah. 100%. Uh, Brighton versus Chelsea Connor, what do you think? I was shocked um, I Potter sh- against his old club I know uh, I was shocked lads, I'm not going to lie uh, I think they were 2-0 they were down in 14 minutes and they're all over the place mm-hmm. I have and you boys can back me up on this I have said Chelsea I'm just I'm not impressed I thought against United last week especially we should have put them away yep. but uh, yeah they were kind of shell-shocked 3-0 down uh, second half they improved a lot but it's too late 3-1 Havertz got the goal but too little too late but Brighton came out all Glunsby all Glunsby yeah. they were like demons yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly phenomenal. it was like they shocked them which makes no sense because yeah. they would have known this was coming, coming yeah. Thiago Silva was all over the place uh, to be, can, can, I, can I just say something about Thiago Silva and yeah. it's actually in defence of Thiago Silva yeah. When you are playing beside, say, Chalaba and Cucurella, now, th- th- this is something that I think Potter is consistently getting wrong at Chelsea. Chelsea have played a back five the last few weeks that has consisted of Pulisic at right wing back, Raheem Sterling at left wing back, and a back three of Chalaba, Silva and Cucurella. Mm-hmm. Now, Sterling's average position in the match he was the highest player forward for Chelsea throughout the 90 minutes. That's your left wing back. That means Cucurella has to push over and cover for him. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in a back three, that's supposed to be easier because you have two other boys beside you that you look to to help cover. Yeah. 
Pulisic, who is another attacking player, was the second furthest forward player for Chelsea at the weekend. Make sense. Which means Chalaba has to pull across and cover for him. So Thiago Silva is pulled, it doesn't know which way to go, because yeah. he's being pulled to the right because Chalaba's out of position, which isn't Chalaba's fault, it's yeah. Pulisic's. Mm-hmm. He's being pulled to the left then because Cucurella's out of position, which isn't his fault, because Raheem Sterling's standing in the opposition six-yard box. Yeah. I, I, I feel like Silva's been sold. He's been left out to dry. Yeah, he's been yeah. stitched up big Fe- time. Why's Potter doing this? He's never played five at the back in his life. It's just Why because, it's because of what he's come into. You know, that's what they're playing, the five at the back. At this I, I, think, I think it really will be the World Cup is going to be vital. I know a lot of his players will be going to the World Cup, yeah. but I think he will have it, he'll have it tactically fixed. I think Kante is a big miss because he kind of protects, like even when they went in that Champions League final run, he was unbelievable. Like he was their best. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah but that was that was, that was two years ago. Yeah. Right? I know that. Kante's I know his past is, well, I, I don't want to say past. I still best, think he's a good player, but it's, it's just the injuries. He just he'll not renew his contract at the end of the season. No, no, he'll be away. He'll be away. Yeah, he'll he'll. I'd say that Chelsea will look. Also, Potter has come in and they have a pile of centre backs. So it's kind of like, what are we going to do with these lads? Yeah. You know, the ball Fafana, the ball. Is Fafana injured, please? Yeah, he's injured. Yeah, he's injured. Yeah. I is a stinker. I, I don't think he's like. <laughs> he I, is a stinker. I was going to say in a more like uh, correct way, but I was going to say he just. I just don't read him. I don't read him, lads. But uh, yeah, I, I kind of feel for Potter, but I think. Top four would be tough for Chelsea now. Yeah, Chelsea's going to struggle. Like, yeah, Kepa came in was odd, and he was playing phenomenal. Now he's injured. Edward Mandy, uh, look, phenomenal goalkeeper. We know he is, but he makes mistakes. There's a mistake in him. Yeah, the Leeds game earlier in the year. Yeah, yeah. disaster. I again, look, we were talking about the modern goalkeeper earlier. Yeah, Edward Mandy's a decent shot stopper. Mm-hmm. But the man can't play with the ball at his feet. Yeah. you know, I, I see on social media people are quick to to mock the hell for not being able to play with his feet. He's worse. Yeah, yeah, he is, and he ball. is worse. Yeah. So, but but you know, he was going to be player of the year, and was it twenty twenty one? He mm-hmm. was going to be player but of the year. Like the point on that will be, on. I think it's just easy to slag United, you know, because we were doing poorly, they were doing yeah. well, but now people are really seeing that Mandy is. Look, I, I'm going to say one thing. I hate Chelsea Football Club, <laughs> and I'm glad to see them in the mud. <laughs> well, let's yeah. talk. Let's have one more point on this match, Leandro Trossard. What well, player, boys? Come on, where's he going? Spurs, Connor. I thought I think he just stayed Brighton. Do you think so? Yeah, he has to move on to Pastures. New five goals in his last five games. He's an unbelievable player. Very underrated. Belgium. He's starting for them. He's yeah. been on for them. He's a very good player. Do you think Spurs, he deserves? Spurs could be a shout though. Spurs could be a shout. He deserves the move to a bigger club, surely. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, it depends what Deserby does with Brighton. Yeah. Because Brighton have the foundations there of a really well coached, well organized, yeah. well oiled machine. If Brighton are legitimately pushing European spots, yeah, I would agree with Connor. Maybe he does stay. Mm-hmm. I, to me personally, though, he just looks like a tailor-made contact player. He looks like the type of guy that's going to come in and possibly replace Son in in future in future, in, in future years, years yeah. obviously. Well, I mean, what, I mean, at the minute, yeah. Yeah, like Trossard's, what age is Trossard? He'd walk in. What age is he yeah. though? Trossard's twenty six, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the round, not which yeah. isn't that old in no. today's game. Like no. No. Spurs could be a shout, yeah. I, I don't see why at the World Cup, like especially because Hazard's been really quite poor these last two years. I, I really don't see why Trossard doesn't get his chance at the World Cup. Oh, of course yeah, he will. Yeah, of course he will. He's I think been playing for Belgium even before 
this spell of form. He's yeah. everybody knows he's a good player. But anytime you like, even as United played Brighton, Trossard's like they're, they're oh, one yeah. of the best players. Yeah, very difficult, very good player. Well, let's move on. Newcastle versus Aston Villa ended four nil. Boys, wasn't it four nil? Yeah, yeah. Callum Wilson, two goals, one assist. Great player, serious player. Is he going to the World Cup? Um. It's tough to say, really. You know, the, the biggest thing with Wilson, like many, many top players, is his injury record. Yeah. And it's just not very stellar. He is... When when he's on it, he is on it. I, I would actually argue, you know, like a lot of people talk about Tony this year, and yeah. Tony is an excellent striker. Oh, don't brilliant. don't get me wrong. Yeah. He is an excellent striker. But I think when Wilson's on it, Wilson's far better. I think Wilson's all-round game yeah. is far better than the likes of Ings, mm-hmm. Tony, Tommy Abraham... Um, well, Richie, Watkins. you told me earlier that was his first ninety minutes yeah. this season. That's first, mad. First, first full night First full night It is. So it fitness. is just keeping him off the injury table, yeah. really. Well, the thing about England as well is with the World Cup, like their options for striker aren't the the greatest. Like, it, look, it's like we know, were saying earlier. You know, they're the names on the back of the shirts don't yeah. exactly instill fear also, in the opposition. Yeah, but true, yeah. they just play the one up top, and you know it's going to be hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. But you will need the backup just in case. Definitely. And with I, Wilson in form, he has to go. Yeah, I don't think he can really do much yeah. better than Wilson, to be honest. Because I think if, if Rashford goes to the World Cup, he goes as a winger rather than a centre-forward. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll take two centre-forwards. I think he'll take Keane and two others, mm-hmm. and two other centre-forwards to the World Cup. And like we all know, he loves Tommy Abraham, yeah. even though <laughs> Abraham's only got two goals in the league this season. You know he's really struggling but in Italy at the minute, but I, like I still think like he'll take Abraham mm-hmm. and it'll be one of Tony um, or Wilson. That's the thing about Southgate; he has his favourites. He does. You know who's going really. You know people are like, "Oh, will Rashford go?" Definitely, he's going. Sterling mm-hmm. doesn't matter how Maguire doesn't matter how they're really playing; they're going. So yeah. I'd agree there. Abraham probably yeah. definitely go. Kane, all them boys, but. Uh, Wilson's definitely in with a good shout. Oh, yeah. if, he, if he can actually just stay fit for the next few weeks, he probably will get in. Yeah. Well, look, Newcastle's flan. Almiron playing out of his yeah, skin. Wee Miggy. Yeah. He is fantastic. Ever since Jack. Yeah. Jack Grealish. Yeah. Jack slagged him. Yeah, he's playing phenomenal. Oh. Newcastle's a top tier side at the moment. Absolutely. Eddie Howe has done an absolutely fantastic oh, job. Look, they're fourth in the league and they're there on merit. Yeah. They definitely. have played themselves into that position. Now, Newcastle... Yes, there was the controversy of the takeover and the money and where the money was coming from, human rights issues. Yes, I understand all that. But, you know, the money that's come in, they've not spent massive, massive amounts to yeah. be where they are. Mm-hmm. They've just spent wisely. Yeah. I think Botman's been a fantastic addition. Mm-hmm. Matty Target's been an, a fantastic addition. Bruno Gimares is arguably, mm-hmm. arguably one of the best midfielders in the in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kieran Trippier. Kieran Trippier. Changed the game. Oh my God, Hope, Kieran Trippier. Hope as a keeper. Pope, Pope, yeah, Pope what a signing. I think he's like 12 million or something. Yeah. The conversion of Joe Linton from a centre forward to a centre mid is nothing it's short madness. of... And he's even he's playing on the wing. Yes. Yeah. And he's playing fantastic. Yeah. You know, Eddie Howe really took a position modifier and, and he slapped it on Joe <laughs> he Linton. Definitely did. Do, you think, do you think they will spend in January? I think they're going to have to if they, want yeah. to, if they have any aspirations to stand in the top four, which they should do. They're yeah. a massive football club. They need to spend in, in January. Yeah. like As long as he spends it wisely, like you said. Isaac's been hurt. Yes. So Maxman's been hurt a lot. And Maxman's been hurt. Yeah. I think if they went and got some decent cover on the wing, you know, you can't really rely on Wilson to stay fit for a full season either. And now that Isaac, their big, big, big money signing is out injured, yeah. 
maybe they need to look about getting another centre forward as well. But the problem with world football is there's such a lack of centre forwards sure. out there. Um, yeah. They're back up at the middle of the year by Wood and yeah. he is not good enough. No, he's not up to scratch. He's like, not even like a relegation battle kind of striker. Mm. He is not let alone no, top four, not yeah. a chance, you know. So Well let's move on from Newcastle and talk about Villa. Just lost four 0 but they've just appointed Unai Emery, who's a proven winner. Eleven major trophies, including four Europa leagues. Is it a good appointment, Richie? It's it's top top pedigree, honestly. We we talk about the biggest managers in the world. It's let's say they're in that S class, that S tier. Well, in A tier, that's where Unai Emery sits. He is a fantastic manager, top top pedigree. He's a proven winner. I think one thing that Villa fans are maybe a bit confused on, and I've seen it a lot on social media this week, is a lot of them think they're going to be playing this expansive attacking style of football. Yeah. I think they're really in for a rude awakening. Yeah. Unai oh, Emery yeah. is not the attacking expansive manager. Did they not see him at Arsenal? <laughs> they they, they yeah. mustn't have. Well, they were in the championship at the time, so no, probably not. <laughs> um, he's, he's a winner, but you're not going to be... Do you think he's more t- like a cop Manager, I know that's wrong to say. That fellow team's not competing. But it's not even in the league. It's just like even at Arsenal, their league was a lot of draws. You know, he's very good for Villarreal in the the cups. He won the Europa League. It'd be more like his league. I'd be a bit worried. But as Villa, but Villa fans, I as you, I think they do think we deserve to be up there at least top eight. Look, the. They're one of the richest owners in the yeah, league as well. Look at their squad. Look, their squad is absolutely... Look, if we're going outside the top six and looking at front three options... On paper. On paper. paper. That's oh, one of the best front threes there is. It's in incredible. Like, incredible. Yeah, yeah. Danny Ings is a clinical 20 yeah. goal a season in the Premier League striker. As long as he stays fit. As long fit. as he stays fit. Yeah, Leon Bailey is one of the most exciting wingers yeah. in world football and was before his move to mm-hmm. Aston Villa. Then you have the likes of Buendia. Watkins. Coutinho, Watkins. Coutinho, well, been... I think Coutinho's days are numbered at Aston Villa, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. I don't think Emery will fancy him. He's not an Emery type player. Yeah. Coutinho is very much the, you know, he's the flash in the pan. He's a bit of skill, a bit of trickery, beat the man and produce something phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. That's not really what Unai Emery goes for. Unai Emery is more rigid, compact, yeah. work hard for one another. Yes, his attacking players do have that, that little bit of flair, but yeah. I don't see Coutinho doing the same defensive work like take Dan Juma for example at Villarreal under Emery his defensive numbers improved substantially as a striker he was putting up three tackles and interceptions per 90 that's unheard of for a striker and I don't really see Coutinho doing that same level of dog work yeah so yeah I would say Coutinho's days are maybe up when you're defensively thinking of it they're basically like down him on because he's not going to defend no and that's Emery's Game, so yeah. That's not gonna um, Leeds versus Liverpool. A shock win for Leeds and Jesse Marsh. <laughs> yeah. Two one. Fully deserved. So I thought the. Let's quickly run through it. What can you say? Liverpool have just been off the boil big time this season. Yeah. It's really, really weird. It's incredibly weird. Take the game a couple of weeks ago. Like they deservedly beat Manchester City. Yeah. How do you go from that though to getting beat by Nottingham Forest? And then getting beat at home. I think it's just because you've been so good for so long. It's just, oh, we're just going to turn up here and beat these boys. Yeah. And it just didn't happen. The intensity has just dropped. I've seen their running stats are way down. 
maybe it's tiredness, it's injuries, a lot of injuries as well, like Diaz, a big miss, mm-hmm. obviously. The, but these are things they should have accounted for. Yeah, Manny, like, Manny leaving is, I, Manny's a top player, especially his work rate as well, the defensive, the, he's underestimated, I think, Manny, oh, how good he was. Not, I know Salah, but then Manny was the uh, top scorer, wasn't he, Golden Boot? He was uh, last year, I think he was up. up no, there, Salah was no, last Salah year. But he was up there, sure. it was like 20-something goals. He, he was look, he's, he's been up there I since think he joined he Liverpool, joined, he went yeah, fantastic. Yeah. But I once see once the African Cup of Nations once uh, they both came back like yeah. Mane was on another level. There was talk of him going for like I think he came second in the Ballon d'Or. The Ballon d'Or, yeah. You know, and I think they, he could have won it if they'd won the Champions League. So losing That's a player crazy. like that, he came second. Yeah, he stopped. That he was unbelievable last year. I didn't even know that. Yeah, second. So, second, yeah. I think he's just a massive miss, lads. And Salah just hasn't been at, been at it. I've seen like. During the game, like he took on two players, beat them, mm. tried to chip the keeper mm. instead of just looking up, giving the right ball. I with Liverpool, it's just injuries as well. It's obviously hurt them. Nunes has not hit a form. Connor, I'm I'm gonna have to. You not using that excuse? <laughs> no, I, I like look. Liverpool, and I think Liverpool fans would have to agree with me on this. Liverpool for the past number of years have had injury after injury after injury after injury, and I would say Liverpool fans are fed up with the board. And they have to be fed up with the board. Well, there was a That's protest it. at the match the other day. The well, board. there has to be. They yeah. are spending no money. But it's to do with it. They have like a structure. Because they own like the Boston uh, Red Sox and stuff like that. They have like a structure. They're never going to go away from that. Now, they did spend on Nunes. But as you said, they need they need midfield help, especially. They need a sp- Nunes wasn't the investment that they needed. Yeah, yeah that, that was it. Too, Keeping yeah. Mane was the investment that they needed. Keeping that front three together, that was... Crucial. That was but important. Even still, Nunes didn't have to be the marquee signing. They had Diogo Jota to come into that squad. Exactly. Why didn't they get a backup striker like an Origi when they had Origi? Why didn't they get someone like that? Or why don't you go out and actually buy a midfielder? You know, you know, you know that position that you're severely yeah. lacking in. Yeah. It like. I, look, I can't sit here as a Man United fan and criticise Liverpool's transfer policy because ours is horrible as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one thing I would say is if I was a Liverpool fan, I would just be sick, sore yeah. and tired of the same repeating things every season. Liverpool should have more than one Premier League title under Klopp's oh, era. Yeah, very 100%. And they've been incredibly unlucky. But they've been unlucky because it's the same boys that get injured all yeah. the time. This and yes, bit... look, it's not those fellas' fault that they get injured. Yeah. Because football's a demanding sport. You're going to get hurt. But... It was up to the board and manage, I think manager has to shoulder a bit of blame as well. You know, they had to get the recruitment right and the recruitment's been wrong. Yeah. I think it is to do with the squad as well. You look at Man City there, they have such a massive squad and just Liverpool have not invested in that squad and mm-hmm. this is where the injuries happen and there's nobody to replace them. You know, you have boys like Harvey Elliott in there, I just don't think he's a great player to be honest. Ah, yeah. ah well. But he's, playing, he's went into midfield he's and all he's, right. he has not performed well. You know, Trent's been They've no, they've no real like backup right back no left back if anybody's out of form or not playing well they're not getting dropped yeah you know Trent straight back in there I just uh, I don't he, know he was uh, that young fella was it Notto or something you call him yeah. uh, plays for Leeds he come on there at the weekend and oh, he honestly he, he killed Trent he killed it's just him. it's just like uh, it's even like did you see the the City game against Liverpool when Trent came on they tried to consolidate the the win mm-hmm. and they were straight down that wing because they knew let's get mm-hmm. at him and they nearly got a, a chance out of it you know yeah. so look I heard an interview with Troy Deeney a couple of weeks back <laughs> and uh, it was on Ben Foster's um, podcast yeah. and he said that you know every week when they were prepping for a game 
their manager at Watford would always have a player to target in the yes, opposition. Yes, so he, he talked about Man United and he said Fred because yeah. Fred can't play one touch. One touch. It's all two that's touch. Right, yeah. But when they played against Liverpool, he said they were always told attack Trent. Yeah. Because, look, Trent's a generational talent. He is so good on the ball. The, oh, he's he played to uh, Nunes. Yes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, don't like even have to How many players can do that? How many players can do that? It's ridiculous. It's disgusting. But why are they not trying him then? In midfield, it must be. So- Look, it's not FIFA. No, I know that. But no, like, there is no. I think if he played in a back five, and but then he, you look at like people like wing back, he yeah. would be a lot better. But you look at like people like Bale. You're like it's not FIFA, but he he started as like a right or left back, and yeah. he ended up in left wing. I know, I know. So it's tough that, to say. Gareth Bale. It's t- it's, I know that, but it's it, tough to say. Somebody had to put him there, you know. It's tough like, to say. I, th- I I don't know why Liverpool don't trial uh, a right wing back of Trent, three at the back of. Uh, Gomez, Van Dijk, Matip or Konate, Van Dijk, Matip Konate, he, he's been a bit of a mess this year Go Robertson at left wing back Play two midfielders, whoever's fit and available um, And you could even play Then, your, you know, your normal front three Yeah I Well Trent started as a right winger Yeah So even Trent, as you say, further up the pitch yeah. I know it's not FIFA lads, but you try a new position, like no. it's just. Uh, I just I don't think midfield is the position for him. I know his passing ability, and on paper he probably looks like a fucking yeah. class midfielder, but I don't think so. No, I, I midfielders need to have a certain. But that is where Liverpool are the most awareness weak at the minute, though. Is their midfield? It's been. Yeah, but I don't know if slapping Trent in the midfield and then having. The but I think it is as well. Ramsey but I think it back. is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying as well. I don't think they actually have uh, like a depth, backup right back yeah. where they can be like, right, we'll try somebody yeah. here. And it uh, makes you wonder why they sold Nico Williams because mm. although Forrest have been poor this season, yeah. Nico Williams looks like one of the better and he, players. He's at a Forrest. similar player to like Trent. Like he can get forward as well. Yeah. He's a good player. I just don't know. Is I suppose diff- when you're getting what fifteen, twenty million for yeah. him, you sort yeah. of have to let him go yeah. at that yeah. stage. It's odd, but look, it's just the situation they're in at the minute. I'm not enjoying it, last year Liverpool. Are you not though? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spurs oh, versus Liberty. Bournemouth. So Bournemouth were two 0 up. Against Spurs, cruising too, cruising, really, really cruising. Mm. Two goals, brilliant. They were cruising. Uh, typical, typical, Conte really made a couple of changes before the start of the game. Um, and six changes, six changes from the side. I think they were looking at that fixture and and Marseille. I think, I think he's thinking like, Champions League. He's thinking. I need to make a... It's a crucial game. Yeah. Oh, it's a must-win. Massive fixture. Yeah. But must at the win. same time, don't disregard who you're playing yeah. in the league because it just goes to show you, even a side like Bournemouth can turn you over I know. fairly handily. Yeah. You know, look, Spurs were definitely a lot better whenever Mora, Dyer, Bentoncourt come on. Perisic. Perisic. Perisic yeah. they, they controlled the ball a lot, lot more and they dictated the play a lot more. But... That first 45 minutes, Bournemouth could have been four or five nil up, mm-hmm. really. Uh, and they, they really could have. They created some massive opportunities and look shout out Kiefer Moore he's done it in every league <laughs> in England he's got two Premier League goals against arguably one of the best goalkeepers of all time Yeah, yeah. Uh, so for Plato yeah. let's talk quickly about the last two games we've got Brentford versus Wolves and Fulham versus Everton so Brentford Wolves 1-1 was it guys 1-1 1-1 Diego Costa sent off Diego Costa sent first off his card. first red card first red card in the Premier League would you have imagined that, that? It's a bit like uh, Marcus Rojo when he played for us. No uh, red no cards. cards. Yeah. yeah. It's just madness. One of those stats that just... Ridiculous. Southampton Palace. 1-0 Palace. 1-0 Palace. Yeah. Palace looking good at the minute, man. Yeah. They attack with such ferocity. You know what you're going to get. Uh, look, they're, they're 
Figueroa's doing a good job there. Yeah. I've actually, see with, uh, you were mentioning their Fulham, I've been very impressed with them too. Fantastic. I've been, the recruitment. dominated that game. Mitrovic oh, had 10 shots, which is mad. mad. Uh, I don't think they'll get relegated either. I think no. they, they play good football as well. Top Marco off Silva. of the season. They're in the top of the table. Yeah, it's good to see Mitrovic doing so well because top he always shows, oh, he's yeah. fantastic. He's he always critics. shows it in the championship. He's had his critics. Oh, yeah. And like, again, rightfully Look, so. Deservedly. Yes. Right, rightfully so. He could score 30 odd in the championship and then come up and maybe get two in the premiership. Yeah. But finally, he's doing his thing. Yeah. And it's good Discipline to see. as well. But do you know why that is? Do, like, and in all honesty, do you know why that is? It's because Fulham are much better equipped now to oh, deal with the Premier League. Fully. They have a manager that's confident in his style of football. Yeah, yeah. They have the players that can then execute that style of football. You know, I was reading up on, on Joe Pelinha the other day, and well, what a signing he has been. Unbelievable. How the big six clubs missed out on a player like Joe Pelinha. An established international with Portugal. Yeah. He was a stalwart in yeah. their 2006. Team, you're a winning team. He is second in the Premier League for tackles and recoveries. He is second in the Premier League for passes completed. He is second in the Premier League for dribbles. That's, That's incredible. Odd. Under a bit of big time too. Uh, you don't hear anybody talking was about it? him, do you? What was it? Eighteen million. 18 million. Yeah. Like were why why was wolves here lads imagine yeah. imagine imagine he was English. Portuguese fellow where was wolves Mendes was sleeping but imagine imagine he was English. Oh, he'd be the best oh, player yeah. ever. Exactly. You know? Yeah. That's exactly. It. And see uh, Pereira. Oh, I can't uh, believe it. Phenomenal. Where's this come from? What's he phenomenal. got? Two goals and four assists? Oh. Joe, or what, two you, goals and five assists? You said it to me earlier, though. Uh, the whole time he played at Old Trafford, yeah. he was a centre defensive midfielder. Yeah, but, you know, maybe if you actually play him in his, <laughs> in his in natural his position, position yeah. you know, he might actually do something. Yeah. And so far, he's probably so just good. so glad. Well, look, let's be real. He was never going to be good enough to play. No, he wasn't good enough to play for United. But. Fair play to him. He's taking his chance in the Premier League. Probably feels he a bit freer as well. Better than Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> no, he probably feels a bit more freedom now. <laughs> he plays, plays with more freedom now. He can attack. Look, if you have a guy like Mitrovic in front of you, like you know, you're gonna create. Like you're yeah. gonna be able to provide that guy with a lot of chances. Yeah. And like even like William looks really good at yeah. him as well. Like I thought William was dead and gone. I didn't yeah. know where William was playing. Or well, he's he become the most. He, he has the, as a Brazilian player he has the most appearances in the Premier League that's, that's crazy mad. what about Fernandinho no no one more than Fernandinho after this weekend he was a very good player uh, though incredible. That's he was crazy. a good player at Chelsea now, but at Arsenal he was just yeah at Arsenal he was terrible but he seems to be coming into form of Fulham oh uh, honestly he's too, uh, see against Everton he was fantastic yeah. fantastic he looked like the William of old put the head down driving at man yeah. Now, look, give Everton their credit, though. They have been defensively yeah. solid this season. Recruitment, fantastic. Yeah, Cody really, and Tarkovsky. Yeah, really, really good. Two established Premier League defenders yeah. who are good defenders. Yeah. They complement each other very well, actually. And Cody's always in the England teams. Undeservedly so. Yeah. How did Wolves get rid of him? That's the thing. Doesn't make well. sense. To me, it didn't make sense. Look, Captain and everything yeah. as well. Wolves they, very power too they got rid season. of him because they didn't think he could play in a back four. How wrong what, what's he doing he, he's playing in a back four that's only conceded 12 goals this season you know, know. it's it's silly decisions like that that make you really think do oh, you know what I think I could be a Premier League manager <laughs> <laughs> well look we've run through the fixtures we're going for Connor Dorman's player of the week who is it Connor um, it's a hard one I was thinking maybe Wilson obviously was unbelievable but I think I'm going to give it to Reese Nelson he came off the bench, two goals, yeah. an assist, unbelievable performance. Uh, he's a young player. He's probably get a chance now because I think yeah. Saka's out for a few chance. weeks. Yeah. So 
no top player and we'll see from there they obviously Wilson was unbelievable Cody boys I got but I'll give it to Reese Nelson this week brilliant deserved so we're going to move on we're going to talk a bit about fantasy football for the last definitely not coming to me boys well Richie you're the fantasy expert you're top of the league top of the table boys what's Richie's pick for fantasy this week it's hard. I think a lot of people last week were disappointed that Haaland obviously didn't play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, looks like he's going to be back in the city setup this weekend. Mm-hmm. He's not playing midweek, and I would say he's not playing midweek because they want to get him back in, in the fold. They're ready through as well. The weekend. So I would say to anybody who's thinking of maybe dipping Haaland, no, don't dip Haaland, keep Haaland. Triple captain? Uh, mm, Fulham at home, isn't it? Fulham at home. Fulham's not bad. But yeah. no, I don't know about trip, the triple cap <laughs> this week. Uh, maybe the next time they play Man United, yeah. <laughs> um, Did you have him captain that week against United? No, for I had him uh, triple cap, so that was a nice <laughs> little fifty-seven points or something. Happy days. This is why I'm the fantasy king. <laughs> um, yeah, so I would say don't don't discount Haaland. Keep him in your teams. Don't panic. Don't sell. Um, but if I was to bring a player in, it's a toughie. You know, I would say. I know what you're gonna say. Look, for five million, can you really look past Miguel Almiral? I mean, he's doing the business. It's 12 six, points for me this week. Listen, six goals in the month of October. Brilliant. I think if he doesn't win the Premier League Player of the Month, yeah. it's a scandal. Yeah. Um, and goal of the month. And goal of the month. Goal against, yeah. Oh, that goal against Fulham um, was... Uh, unbelievable. Out of this world. Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, at five million, can you really look past Miguel Almiron? I think another underrated one that people might have discounted get Rashford in the team honestly yeah. Rashford's doing the biz for United at the six minute. and a half million or so isn't six he? and a half million he's picking yeah. up a lot of points um, and honestly anyone from Everton's back four yeah. they're not leaking goals and if you haven't got Kieran Trippier in your side at this stage you're a silly boy <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a, as simple as that it's a mad year though uh, Premier League fantasy because you used to have like Robertson and Arnold yeah. and they would be 7, 7.5 but yeah. now it's a bit more a bit more money to spend well, I need an opinion from you two boys. Who am I going to put in nets? Avid Allison. Pope. And he's went and conceded. Pope, I go Pope, boys. Pope. Top keeper. Yeah. Always maybe gets a bonus point as yeah, well. Yeah, Pope's been really good this year. I actually have... Um, I had Pope for a long time. I had Sanchez. Yeah. Up with I had Sanchez and every, every week he conceded. Yeah. And then the week I took him out, he kept a clean sheet. Well, it's always I, the way I yeah, well, look, it's always I've had Sanchez from the first week. Yeah. And Sanchez, I think, in total has got me like 66 points. That's a lot. But see, you've had you have him first week. Yeah. I've had him from see, first week. See, I didn't week. have the yeah. first week, so I didn't get the benefit I, of that. You didn't get the benefit <laughs> of that. But the last couple of weeks have chopped between uh, chopped and changed between him and uh, Danny Ward of Leicester. He's been very good. And I have to say, Leicester, he has picked me up quite a few points. I, I, there was one week there where I had to do a bit of damage limitation. Yes, right. And it too, was yeah. uh, it was Brighton again, man. Yeah, it was Brighton again, Man City. I think yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And I oh, think you played Danny Ward against Leicester. Uh, were playing forced maybe Chelsea was it? No, I think it was forced. Was it? I think they played forced at home and he kept a clean sheet. Yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it was. 3 0, maybe. And it was damage limitation. It was like, right, well, I'm not putting Sanchez in because, you know, City are liable to put six or seven past him. So I think I'll just stick with Ward and hope to God that Leicester maybe get something out of the game. And right enough, you know, he did score me, I think he maybe scored me four or five points. So I was happy enough for that. So your pick of the week is Miguel Almiron. I'm going to go Miguel Almiron. Miguel Almiron. That's a good one. Uh, Yeah, and to finish off. I'm going to give OD's opinion. So, my opinion this week is that Unai Emery will not succeed at Aston Villa. Boo! <laughs> Boo! Mr. Positive here. Yeah, I don't think he's going to do it, boys. Come on. I Gotta just, give the man a chance. Look, 
I think he's a phenomenal manager. I just it doesn't fathom in my head why he has given up Villarreal for Aston Villa. It doesn't make sense to me. He's playing in a European competition. I don't care who you are. Premier You're playing League, in a European competition. Premier League. But he's done it before and failed. I know he's got a point to prove. I just don't understand it personally. Well, I actually don't think he has a point to prove, to be honest. Any manager that wins 11 major honours has nothing to prove to anybody as well, far as I'm I understand concerned. that, but why come back to the Premier League then? Look, it's a challenge. It, coming back to the Premier League, it's always a new challenge. It's something exciting. And look, I think Villa have the foundations of a good squad. Yeah. I think Villa, like you said earlier, Connor, they're one of the richest clubs in the yeah, Premier League. Yeah. He will be back. That, that's what I'm yeah. saying. He just didn't come off a whim. Like he was obviously told, "We're going to back you. Yeah, we're gonna. We're, we have aspirations. Yeah, yeah. Top eight, top six. This is what Villa fans, you know, that I've seen on Twitter and stuff. They think they can this go to that next they level. Need to be, yeah, yeah. Look, they, they want to be a top you, club again. Like January, Danjuma to Villa. He's ready made. He's coming. Yeah. He's, if that doesn't happen, I'll delete my club. I'll, de- I'll delete my ultimate team club. Discord, don't you? I'll discard everybody. No, honestly, they, Villa, Villa is the job. If I was a manager around the world and I'm looking at a project, you know, Newcastle and Villa are the two that really sort of stand out. But Emery, Emery, he rejected Newcastle. Yeah. He had that job. But that was family. That was family circumstances was at the time. That's, that's, that's why he didn't take the, the, the Newcastle, Newcastle job. job was probably more attractive. Yeah, but maybe he's got a second chance. And Look, he's take it Villa last. spend money. Yeah, and whatever he asks for, Villa will probably give him. Yeah. yeah. I just think there's a few players in that squad that definitely need moved on now. I, I don't know why Tyrone Wings is still playing. I knew you were going to say For Aston Villa, <laughs> yeah. he is terrible. Mm. I don't know why John McGinn's still there. He is terrible. McGinn was playing very well last year, but this year he's been oh, he's awful. He's terrible. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, he's been people, very people, poor, like, yeah. people have said, oh, McGinn's good. Like, McGinn's not good. But actually, see Whoa, when you... Oh, terrible is a big word no, for see, him, though. See, he's terrible. I think, <laughs> I think Connor's right, though, because people just go... Just think off last year. Oh, he's he's good. Yeah. If you watch him this season, he's been very very poor. Yeah, he's awful. He's he's ball, but then again, have have Villa been good? No, but the whole no. team's been poor. But in saying that, and he's the captain. John McGinn's yeah. the captain. You know, there's a certain Leap example. Well, do you know what? I can't sit here and talk about captains because ours is a fridge. So <laughs> I'm not saying anything about well, captain. Tyrone Mings was the captain until this season when he was taken off. His captaincy was taken off him and given to John McGinn. That was a. That was a mad. Was that the right decision? Yeah, definitely. Look, again, Mings is. Terrible. But the thing about Gerard, though, he obviously took that <laughs> off him, thinking awful footballer. <laughs> yeah, but he, Gerard obviously thought, right, I'll take that off Mings, I'll drop him, and I get on again. Yeah. And then suddenly he's back in the team. So, what was going on there? Well, look, Gerard, last point. Just mad. Is Gerard going to go back to Rangers? No. No. Where does he go from here? Mm. Does he manage in the Premier League? As his next club? No. Does he go to the championship? Well, does he go to the MLS? I could see championship. I don't think he's equipped to manage in the Premier League. I've heard a lot of stories on social media these last couple of weeks, especially about the uh, the current manager of QPR. Sorry, yeah. I can't remember his name. He was actually linked with the Wolves. Bale, is it? Is it Bale? Bale? Yeah, Bale. So those. apparently when Bale was the assistant manager at Villa, when Gerard was the manager, mm-hmm. Bale took the training sessions Bale picked the team. All Gerard was was essentially a, media a, face, a face for the media. Yeah. So I think Gerard's really been exposed. Now look, I'm not going to discount what he did with Rangers because he beat a lot of good teams. He got them to a, to a place where they were they were arguably the best side in Scotland. Yeah, but 
But people would argue that then uh, Van Brockhorst came in and he took them to the Europa League final. Yeah. He took it like a step further. He got them into the Champions League. Yeah, but Gerard never got them in the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, but look, it's on Gerard's foundations ultimately. Yeah. You know, like any manager. Look, you could say the same thing about when Tuchel won the Champions League with Chelsea. That was Lampard's team. Mm-hmm. You know, that was Lampard's foundation. Yeah, that's true. You know, and I, I don't think you can discount in that season the work no, that Gerard, Lampard, Gerard did Lampard did for has had done. You know, yeah, he did do well. Like, you know, I don't think yeah. you can sit there and go, "Oh, well, it took a mastermind at the Champions League." Well, no, actually, he had the foundations of an already good squad that was built by Frank Lampard. And to be honest, Lampard again is one of those those managers that I'm glad to see. But he got another chance. Well. Yeah. He, got, he got another chance. But I think, think he's better equipped. I think it's Lampard is a far better manager than Steven Gerrard. Mm-hmm. I think he's far better equipped. Yeah. His tactical knowledge of the game is far superior to that of Gerrard's. Yeah. In a managerial sense, not when they were players. But I just think that Gerrard's better off going and really learning the trade. Like MLS? Maybe, maybe championship. So. Like know. Wayne Rooney's away to the MLS, sir. He's no. not doing well, to be fair to him. But well, they're they were terrible. DC it's, United, it's, they were bottom of the league. But there's too many fast food restaurants, lad. It's <laughs> <laughs> distracted. <laughs> well, look, guys, will we finish up? Yeah. yeah, I would think so. Listen, thank you very much for listening to the thank first you. episode of the Bottom Bins podcast. This will be a weekly podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah. we hope anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah, thank you for listening. Please leave any comments in the comment section mm-hmm. below. Um, you can find us on... Well, it'll be YouTube for the moment. YouTube for the moment. Yeah. Hoping to get... Yeah, YouTube, Twitter. We've got a website. Um, we'll be hoping to get on to Spotify, yeah. Apple Podcasts, and uh, Stitcher, I think Stitcher, it's called. Stitcher, yeah, um, I think so. We'll be hoping to get in them platforms very soon. Um, but for the moment, you can find us on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, so thanks very much for listening. Thank you. Thanks, and guys. we hope you join us next week. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.